Welcome to my Sankofa Folk Tales. This is our second episode and it's about the naughty prince. Sikani Treba was born in a royal family. He lived in a big compound and had everything that he needed as a child and even had friends from other villages come and spend some time with him. With all that Sika had, there was one thing that he could not do. He could not leave his compound. Sika became curious as he grew up and wanted to know why he could not go to his friends and explore outside of his compound. But what Sika did not know was that he could only come out of his compound after he went through his puberty rites. One day, as he was playing in his compound, he heard someone at the gate. The voice was that of an old woman. She said, Please, I am thirsty. Can you give me a bowl of water? Sika peeked through the gate and saw an old woman with a very big scar on her face. He was scared and disgusted. Sika told the old woman, What are you doing here? This is not a place for beggars. We don't want to see you again. Go away. Sika heard the shuffling and knew the old woman had left. He was so glad because he didn't want to see her face again. Eventually, Sika grew very tired of being at home, so he came up with a plan to escape. Sika and his friends disguised him to fool the guards so that he could go out of his compound, and it worked. Sika was so excited and adventurous. He was all over the place and decided they would go to Monkey Village where they could feed and play with the monkeys for a while before going home. Little did he know that they had gone through the wrong direction, which was called the forbidden path. On the way, they saw a beautiful giant tree with huge leaves. Each leaf was about six feet long and Sika ran to the tree, exclaiming, Oh, what a beautiful tree. He then reached out and touched the leaves, which he shouldn't have done. As soon as he touched the leaves, they heard a huge sound. The sound was so loud that it echoed into the villages nearby. And as soon as the elders heard the sound, they knew the tree had sung with someone and rushed to the site. Oh no, said one of the elders, Openi Ajimai. What happened? Boys? Yeah, one of the boys started crying <laughs> and said he had been swallowed by the big tree. Openi asked, who got swallowed? Yao mumbled and said, 
Sika, Sika Nichiba, the prince. What? How did he get here? Openyi asked. Another boy, Kofi Baboni, said, Please, don't beat us. Don't beat us. We are not responsible. He begged us to bring him out, and we helped disguise him to come out of the compound. Openyi said, Children of today, don't listen. Now you see the trouble you have caused us in the whole village. Openyi told the town crier to be the gong gong. To let the people know about the rituals that needed to be performed for Sika to be set free. Openyi said, each and every one in the village must line up to sing to the tree one after the other. Those who like Sika must sing for the tree to let go of him. And those who don't like Sika must sing for the tree to hold him in. Also, these rituals must be done with, within two days. The first group of villagers who came to see the tree felt pity on Sika and sang for the tree to let him go. And this is how it went. They were singing that he should be released. As Sika heard this, he was a little bit relieved and felt the leaves loosen up a bit. Another group of villagers came very angry, calling Sika names. You foolish boy, who wouldn't listen to his parents, wasting our time. Cry. Let him stay there. And they sang. Wanna know ya, hi, 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 yeah. Wanna know ya, he, 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 yeah. Jamayami ba, Sika, Nichiba. Mianu, 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 mi ba mianu, mianu. This song was telling the tree to hold Sika in, and it did. Sika felt anxious when he realized that his fate was in the villagers' hands. So this went back and forth, back and forth. Finally, a last person in the village came. Sika recognized the voice. It was the old woman who had come to beg at the palace and he was sent away. Sika knew that he was done for. The old woman began to sing. And Sika was finally released by the tree. Sika looked very tired, hungry, and thirsty. The old woman offered him a bowl of water, and Sika took it with tears in his eyes. He realized that he had made a huge mistake, but despite this, this old woman, who he had maltreated, was so forgiving 
and compassionate. Sika wanted to apologize to the old woman and everyone. But first, the village set to appeasing the tree and the gods of the land for the crime committed by Sika. They poured libation and sang the appellations, drumming and dancing. They presented lots of eggs to the tree and the girls to show their appreciation. Openi Fache, the elder of the village, loudly said, Now I will plead that Sika will not be punished because what he went through is punishment enough. But Parkwesi from the next village said, Oh no, he should be punished like anyone else. Please, elder, don't bend the rules of our ancestors. So Sika was banished to an island for three years to learn how to fend for himself and to also respect nature and his elders. During those three years, Sika reflected upon himself how arrogant and stubborn he had been and how he wanted to become a better person. Sika Anitreba came back to be one of the best kings that the village ever had. He always treated everyone and nature with respect. He also made sure that no one ever went hungry. His village became prosperous and harmonious and known throughout the land. Now we are going to be moving on to the discussion portion of this podcast. This is Takako Mino back again with some more questions. I love the story and especially the songs because I think that they're very catchy and are probably going to be staying in my head for a while. So my first question is, can you explain the meaning of the song? Okay. Well, um, the song has hee and hi hi and the hee part and the hi hi actually both is when you are being swallowed or sandwich is you make a, you struggle to breathe, and so the breathing is the hee hee and the hi hi, and <laughs> and and it's it's saying wanna know ye hi 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 yeah. Wanna know ye he 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 yeah, and that that is saying who is the who is this person making this he he and sound, and he saying jama ayami ba sika anotreba, maybe it's my my son sika anotreba, and then jainu means please let him go, and miano is. Sandwich him, let you know, let him stay there, you know. So it's just a, no, so that's, that's how the song. I, th- I think that I like the song more now that I know what the hi, 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 and the hey, hey, hey mean. It's really interesting. So I now want to come to this tree that. Sika was not supposed to touch. Mm-hmm. He touched it, and the tree swallows him. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go through all those rituals mm-hmm. to get him out. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to understand 
what was people's relationship to nature back then in, in traditional societies? And why are there certain trees and plants you're not supposed to cut down or eat? Well, when I was growing up, um, the, the, we, we were taught that there's no separation between we human beings and the environment. And so when you keep your environment clean and don't just mess things up, it also have effect on you. So you can't just cut any tree just like that because that tree can be giving shade to the community or helping with erosion and probably other things. And so that's how we were taught. So there, we see the environment as us. That makes a lot of sense to me because I also believe the same. And it reminds me of a story that I read when I was reading Wangari Matai, the Kenyan environmentalist. She wrote an autobiography called Unbowed. And in her autobiography, she talks about when she was a child, her mother taught her that the wild fig tree is the tree of God. So they are not supposed to cut it down or do anything to it. They have to respect that tree. And she didn't really understand why, but she, of course, just followed the rules. And later on, after she came back from her studies and came to her village, she saw that there were a lot of changes in her village and that people were suffering. And what she found out is that because the cultures changed with westernization and colonization coming in, people no longer respected the tree. And she realized that those trees, those fig trees, have roots that go deep into the ground. And they, they can even, they're so strong that they can even break through the rock and go deep into the ground where the water is. So usually wherever the fig tree is, there's also a stream. So it creates a water source for people. And so once those trees are cut down, the people also suffer. She realized that the reason why they couldn't touch that tree and why that tree was even sacred was because that tree gave them life. Mm -hmm. So when I listened to this story, that's the story that it reminded me of. And it's so true. We have to see that our life and nature are actually very, very interdependent. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, that takes me to the second question that I had. Mm -hmm. And this question is also relating, but when after Sika comes out mm -hmm. and the tree releases him, mm -hmm. the village does some rituals mm -hmm. where they appease the gods. So can you explain that a bit more? What does that mean? Well, appease the gods. Well, actually, um, it's showing appreciation, you know, gratitude, because now you've released our child and we through now our child is back alive. And also, the, the tree was also bruised, you know. So they have to actually appease him by pampering him and, you know, through appellations and things like that and, and praising him. You know, sorry, not him. Actually, it's a tree. So <laughs> <laughs> praising it, you know. And it's, it's spiritual. It's drumming and dancing and jubilating and then offering eggs. And the last time I said eggs, represent life so is is so showing your appreciation by giving life 
but it's not like life as a human being, you know. And if you feed that life to the uh, to the tree, you want the tree to to continue to protect the environment for whatever they are there for. You know, so th- that's what it is. I also had a question about how the law works, because. I noticed that even if Sika is a prince, he's part of the royal family, he can't be above the law. And he has to face the consequences. And even if he's a boy too, a little boy. So I wanted to know, to me, it seems like the law that's described in this story is not just a government law. It seems something deeper. What, what was, what, how can you explain how the law works in that society? Well, if we can follow the law of cause and effect, that's nature, the law of nature, I think society will be better off than what we are now. And that's what had governed us since time immemorial. But now we have man-made law and the law of nature. And most of the time, we ignore the law of nature, which is always strict, whether we believe it or not, is there, and go with man-made law, the law of the country. And so we bribe the law of the country. (laughs) That's why. And sometimes we go to court. We believe in the judges and the lawyers. But and if you are fortunate and you think you have a good case or money, then you win. You know. But the law of nature, you cannot go do that. You 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 can't bend. You 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 can't can't bribe the tree. Exactly. (laughs) So that's why the other guy was saying. Please don't break the law of our ancestors, you know, because once you bend it, it will still come back to you, mm-hmm. you know. And that means you are not setting good examples too, mm-hmm. you know. So um, there's a big difference, you know. But society now, I don't think most people believe in that. They think they can, you know, buy their way through you know, through things and money or bribery, whatever it is. You know, but there is a big difference. So the law of nature is what governs our life. And when you, that's what traditionally or traditional religion is, they are strictly with the law. When you go to my country, sorry, my village, um, doors are open. You can't, you won't go in there to steal. If you steal, you know the consequences. Mm. And it's a big consequence. Mm. So most of the time, people don't do that in my village. So that's, you know, so it's, it's strict. And I think it, it would be nice for us to follow that. Mm. You know, but, you know, things are changing. And so we don't think our culture is important. But all this is what have protected, protected us up to now. And if we go back to that, I think we'll be a better people. <laughs> <laughs> and now going to the lesson of the story, mm-hmm. I think that one lesson that I learned is the importance of not judging anyone mm-hmm. based on their appearance or their background or for anything. Mm-hmm. Because Sika was afraid of the woman when she came to the gates because he saw that she had a scar on her face. And she was old and he didn't want to look at her. Mm -hmm. But ironically, she's the one who helps him at the end and saves his life. Mm -hmm. So 
I think that it teaches a very big lesson about how we should really respect everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, you know, children are children. Uh, probably whatever generations, they are, they are still children. And so um, I think he acted like a child, as a, a, a child. But uh, fortunately, the old lady probably realized he was a child. So, you know, probably he's a grand, great-grandchild, and I can't be that mean to, to him. So I have to let him out. And fortunately, she did, and also he became a better person. And I remember when I was a child, I saw a big scar on someone's face, and honestly, I ran and I was crying. You know, I was so scared. I was, I ran and cried, you know, and I couldn't even tell my mom what, but I was pointing. <laughs> you know, so, you know, everybody have their own way of doing things. Though I wouldn't, I, I don't think it's right, but when you're a child, you don't know better, you know, and so that's what happened. And if probably it have if it hadn't happened that way, Sika would have been an arrogant and, and a mean child, uh, prince, or eventually he would be a king anyway, and then he would be a very bad or mean king. So everything happened, you know, worked uh, accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And as a result of going through all that and even being stuck on the island, mm-hmm. he was able to actually become a much better person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was a very inspiring ending. And this so this is basically the conclusion of episode two. We just want to thank everybody again, all of our listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to our story and discussion. And we can't wait to see you soon for episode three. Yes, thank you all very much. Thank you very much.